exactly what uh what tj said to me just before just before we started this he says i'm gonna run the rabbit music and then and then you're gonna tell the penis story (laughs) (laughs) just i just want to put this in context okay so i i also want to add this that this is not a today's penis story no this is not this is this is a penis. And and I'm going to take you back to a time when penises were bigger. Um like eight like eight feet long. Back to back to the days of Nightmare on Elm Street 3. First I really need to set this whole thing. Okay. Let's set the In tone. 19, 1984. 1984. Sorry, Miss Miss Year. 1984. So good year, 1984, 1985, something like that. We were filming over Christmas, so um, we have created, uh, the nightmare house and, and, and we have, um, for, I'm going to start with one story before we get to the penis story, because every penis story needs a good setup. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, uh, I guess you could, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with the balls first. Okay. So the balls are in my court. So, um, <laughs> here's how we're going to play it. Here's good. So. We see our perky, our perky blonde, uh, uh, Kristen coming yes. down the hallway and, and she's been sucked into this dream and, uh, and she's walking through the hall and she walks into the room and, and the lights flicker. Now. Here's the thing. <laughs> we, she's all of a sudden, she hears something. And then there's this snaking movement on the floor. And then all of a sudden, it looks like a gopher, a huge, maybe it's a huge gopher. Maybe it's a mole, a mole gone bad. You know, like not the kind of mole that's on your cheek, but you know, the other mole, the big, this is a big mole. And he goes up the wall. Well, let me set that part of it up for you. So, <laughs> so that's this. We did this rig. So with Peter Chesney and group, and and we did this rig, uh, and we went through all this trouble to do this shot. And that room was a room inside of a room, and the room that was inside of the the room that was there first, we built like a like a bombshell we built this room and we we put this track on it this aluminum track and it had uh, who we used is skateboard wheels and foot help football helmets <laughs> that's right kids skateball skateboard wheels and skateboard trucks and football helmets and we made them into a train <laughs> well it kind of sounds like a, a high school after party doesn't it yes. anyway we made them in, we made, made them into a train and we pulled this train uh, along the floor and then it goes up the wall and it's and along the floor it's breaking up four boards and on the wall it's breaking out all the cement and stuff and anyway that's the idea of it so we developed how we were going to do this gag over at Peter Chesney's shop, and I was working at a shop at that time, but then I got the job as the production designer. <laughs> so when we go to film it, we had this truck set up, this track set up, and we have put we have put the room that you recognize in front of the track so that the track, as it goes along, gets to beat the room up. The football helmets will break, break these specially constructed uh, pieces up. And so uh, that's that's what you see when the thing goes goes across the floor and it goes, and it goes up the wall. So so um, this is a huge gag. And so we're filming <laughs> we're filming, 
And uh, we all of a sudden, uh, uh, Peter Chesney comes in my office and he goes, hey, I'm going to. You need to give me about 20 people. And I go, 20 people. And of course, I had 20 people on my crew, you know, carpenters and set dressers and everything else. And I said, well, what do you need? And he says, well, I need you to pull the rope that attaches to the cable that pulls the skateboard wheels across that destroys the walls. And I go, okay, great. Bring it on. So we go down there and I'm running the group. <laughs> and so we get 20 people and we were all holding this rope. And then, um, and then there's like, you know, multiple effects, people swarming all over the gag. And, and then, and, and, you know, uh, so Chesney, Chesney or, or a representative of Chesney, Chesney stand-in, comes up and says, okay, we're ready to go. And I go, okay, everybody, now, and, and, and rolling, 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 six cameras. So I have to go rolling, 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 rolling. Six cameras, and then we start tromping across the stage with the cable. Now, because of the length... <laughs> Because of where 20 people had to go, right, we were literally in the stage next door by the time we started pulling on the cable. So we're in the storage. Okay, now I'm going, okay, go, go, go. And, and everybody trump because we're we're kind of pacing it, right? And we're pulling. Da, 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 and finally, I hear, cut, 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 cut. Something's wrong. Oh, what? And, um, you know, this worried-looking PA. By the way, I, I have to tell you the truth. I don't think in my life I've ever seen a PA that wasn't worried-looking. But this <laughs> <laughs> worried-looking PA comes up to me and says, we have a problem. And I go, okay. And it, uh, let me go back and see what it is. So I walked back onto the stage that we just came from. And here was a here was the track <laughs> that that uh uh it probably costs you know a good twenty thirty thousand dollars to make Jesus. <laughs> this custom track <laughs> um for some reason that they had carabinered so that it, so that the cables wouldn't slip and go back into the into the track and and be lost forever they had carabined it to the edge of the track right okay but somebody didn't take it off when, when we they didn't take that carabiner off when we uh, started pulling across the stage, and we pulled the track and stretched this $20,000 track all the way across the stage <laughs> while, while we were in the stage next door. <laughs> and I and I stand there, and I look at that, and, I, and, and it totally I, – I, like, I totally know what's gone wrong, right? And the director and the DP come around the corner, and they have their serious director, serious DP faces on, right? <laughs> right? And they're like, rub, 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 rub. <laughs> and, um, so they come around the corner, and they're doing that, and, and I'm like, oh crap! And I just, I just kind of like my crew, all twenty people come through the double doors, and they're all looking at me, and looking at the track, and looking at me, and and the. The director and the DP, they're looking at me and they're looking at the track. And I just like, uh, wow, it's fucking funny. And I just started cracking up. And I just laughed so hard. And, <laughs> and I swear to God, I, everybody kept coming up to me and they wanted to know what was wrong. And I couldn't answer because it was so fucking funny. And I was laying on the ground. So, um, anyway, that happened. Uh, eventually, we had to put the whole gag back together and we filmed it, but it was, it was two weeks later. It took that long to put the whole thing back together. Yeah. <laughs> but trust me when I said that we, we had other problems to worry about at the time okay so we're at the balls right now now let's move up to the so, shaft now so that's the story of so now it's two weeks later right it's two weeks later and and the uh the we finally get everything broken out ah and so now we uh 
<laughs> but let me give you the brief of this. Uh, so the idea was that that this thing that's breaking out, this moleism, which is actually a, it's it's a snake. It's Freddy's snake. It's break. That's yeah. coming down the floor and going up the walls, and 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 now he goes down, and. And there's a moment where we don't know where he is, and Kristen's looking around like, uh, uh. <laughs> and and suddenly he. So so what we had to do is we had to take the whole set and we put it over on, we put it on a platform. We took that whole broken up set as it was, uh, even with all the detritus and everything, and we put it up on a platform eight feet high, and um. And so we're going to have a, a camera crane, a full camera crane. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put the snake on it and blast it up through the floor, right? Okay. And it's going to blast up through the floor, <laughs> and Kristen is on it. You know, Kristen is in its mouth as it comes. Ah, boom! Right? Yes. But as it comes on stage, <laughs> everybody notices. You see. We had made everybody had made this clay thing, this clay uh, 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 snake, right? Yeah. And they had the little one, right? <laughs> and the little one, you know, uh, there were all kinds of cutouts of it, of, of of it, and we all knew it looked like a dick, but <laughs> but we assumed that beans is it was clay colored, you know, or it was foam, or somebody had. You know, there, there are a couple of phone core versions of it because you have to have props in order to say, well, then this is going to happen. Then this is going to happen. Right. You yeah, know? yeah. And so nobody nobody had put together. So obviously in the middle of these meetings that we're talking, we, we discuss, well, what what does the what what does the snake look like? Well, it's got to look like Freddy. It's got to look like it was burnt. And, 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 you know, the face was burnt and it was the red with the waltz and everything. And, and so that's how they painted it. So it gets on the stage, and we put her on the crane. This is before we actually use it. We put her on the crane, and basically, it looked like an enormous. It, like before, we may have thought that was kind of like a dildo. Now it looked like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it wasn't just a penis. It was eight feet tall and super erect. <laughs> Super erect. I like how you super. use that to describe it. Yeah. Super erect. <laughs> it was not only that, it was how phallic can you get? It was on the end of a crane. I mean, you know, the whole thing was just like, wow, it was it was almost too much to go near. <laughs> so oh, So then man. we have like we have like and the list of the stupid meetings I've been in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we had an emergency on the set, stupid meeting about how are you going to make this enormous dick look less <laughs> like an less like an enormous dick? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I remember at one point in the meeting, I go, "Well, wait a minute. You mean this isn't what you wanted? <laughs> you didn't." <laughs> You didn't want an enormous dick because, boy, you certainly were heading towards this, and it's like, it's no big fucking secret. Let's make a big dick. You know what? This is, this is the world's largest trouser snake. What, what about this did you not think was going to look like a dick? That's so true. So, see, and you get it, and, and and we painted it red with veins on it, because the burn marks look like veins. Yes. Come on. <laughs> That's great, though. So, so, so we had Freddie Dick in front of us, and we're having to discuss Freddie Dick, and so... All those people who were on set, on stage, and I think that there's actually some film of this, some film of them as we we put the lick, the dick on the crane, kind of laid it down. Yeah. So it was flat out. And then you have all these uh, makeup effects people desperately painting this dick green. <laughs> <laughs> we can't make this look like a dick anymore, guys. 
No, yeah, no, it's like, oh, let's hide this enormous eight foot long dick with paint. Like, who came up with that idea? I cannot tell you how many times the, the word enormous condom probably came up in that meeting. So you wanted to cover it. I mean, short of a vasectomy, you have to go with an enormous condom. So... So then we painted it up, and um, and and you know, idiocy <laughs> ensued. Awesome. But but if at any point you thought to yourself, "Well, we knew it was Dick," <laughs> that was I I I honestly thought that we were just. Thinly veiling the fact that we were making an enormous penis. Yeah, you can't make an enormous snake head, head Freddy that's eight feet long erect on a tower when you first see it with a little girl in its mouth and go, "Well, we didn't intend it to be a dick." <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you sure about that? Huh. Wow, Oedipal, Oedipal complex all the way around. So, <laughs> anyway, well, well, if you guys are just tuning in, this is the this is the rabbit <laughs> hole podcast. In, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, go back over the last ten minutes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the rabbit hole podcast. This is your host TJ, and this is fucking Mixtron. Hi, <laughs> I'm fucking Mixtron. <laughs> and that was your nightmare on Elm Street penis story. Well, that was that was that's actually part of the story. There are other parts to that story that uh, that that story is just a gift. Yes, it's just a gift that keeps it's on giving. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go into the rest of it some other time for sure. So, this episode, you really wanted it to uh, surround a specific topic, and that's motherfucking <laughs> circuit boards. So, uh, the, the creator <laughs> of circuit boards, before Mick goes on his epic rant of fucking. Penis-sized proportions. Uh, yes. Yes. I got some knowledge to throw knowledge. down. Uh, the creator of the circuit board is Paul Eisler, created in 1936. It's the printed circuit board, an Australian Jew. Uh, right. Was born in Vienna in 1907. Uh, literally everything that you use on this earth has a circuit board in it. And uh, I'm, I'm going down the road. And, and I'm thinking to myself because I had sent for a cir- circuit board because I'm trying to make a I'm trying to make a microphone that that is directly related to my voice. Yes. So I've taken a lot of parts. Uh, you know, uh, I've got a rebuildable micro and M- MXL nine. You, you know, this is an yeah. MXL ninety. This is. Of course, it's not the MXL ninety A because that would be an entirely different situation. This is the MXL ninety. 990, and uh, yeah, I got me a 990, and I'm going to be modifying that sucker. And I decided to change out the circuit board as I was going down the road, as one does. I was thinking to myself, you know, what is it that makes these things that we work, that, that is simplified things, and it has to be the circuit board. The circuit Without the circuit board, you're just a bunch of capacitors and resistors. And 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 loose wires banging around. So our world is based on this guy. So I want you all to get down on your digital knees and bow before Paul Eisler. I need a moment. <laughs> I anyway. should have had music queued up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always add it in. Put some saxophone or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> some very a string sad. section. See, that would require that that required a string session. But you see, you didn't go with the whole the whole point of view that that this is this is uh this is such a big part of our. So I, I like to to find things and then go back and figure out this. This is like part of. Part of being, um, I think I brought up, it's like being a mouser. Okay. Uh, a mouser is what a special effects uh, guy, a particular uh, particular special effects people that um, can take a whole bunch of different components of different things and make a new thing out of it. And that's called a mouser. 
And um, mousers, I, I am a king of all mousers, you know, um, sort of like uh, uh, MacGyver. The MacGyver is a, is, is a mouser, right? You know, he can take a bunch of unassociated things and put them together and, um, you know, hand me that, hand me that goat's toenails and, um, <laughs> and uh, in the, the, the battery out of your pacemaker. And, uh, and I'm going to, and I need three hairs, just short ones, the curly ones out of your, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and he, and he puts them together and it, and it becomes a flying rig that flies you out of, out of danger. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a mouser does. Okay. And, uh, and so mousing, mousing is, is, is uh, so w- we mousers used to prowl all kinds of um, junkyards and and oh yeah, it's you could go down to TRW. I remember you could go down to TRW, and uh, this is when things were really happening, you know, in the aerospace industry. And they would they would have this enormous building that had nothing but little square uh, little square lots in it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like a car parking spot. Okay. It's exactly what it looked like, right? Mm-hmm. And and what they and they were numbered. And this is an enormous warehouse. And the thing is, is that was their surplus stuff. And what they would do is they would just put it there absolutely randomly, right? They would just you'd see a spool of wire, um, half half of a satellite from 1953, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Two old telephones uh-huh. and 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 like some flowers that somebody left on their desk in the, still in the pot, right? Just would just be sitting on the square, and you would go in and you would bid on that square. And the thing is, is this stuff would a lot of times it would be uh, stuff that you, there'd be motors in there that you could use for to do some kind of mechanical effect, or uh, or like modify a camera, or uh, or it would look really cool. You know, I had a lot of anodized stuff, so that it would look. You know, you could get that that uh, that aeronautics look. You know that you know uh, if it was the perfect place to go if you wanted to build your bomb. You know, if you wanted to build something that looked like a bomb. Yeah. Uh, like like a nuclear bomb. But didn't want uh, to go to jail the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, you can. You, you know, the thing is, is. Uh, you can always get arrested for an overnight thing, right? <laughs> See, if you're a grip, then you'd have a, a place to, to sleep. Yeah. You know, uh, gri- gri- grips are so far. I, I, I remember on Nightmare on the Street 3, back to, they, I'm coming around full circle, back to uh, me eating tacos. Oh, uh, I like this. <laughs> early in the early, at, at, see, at about 4 o'clock in the morning, which is when I would show to work, up to work on Monday, yes. right? Um all the grips would come from weekend joy would come out of the the jail that was across the street and they would they would be coming out of weekend jail uh <laughs> and 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 literally you know five or six of them were coming out of weekend jail to come work on our stage which was right there <laughs> across the street it was really funny to be eating my tacos in the morning and to watch the grips walk from jail <laughs> into into our stage <laughs> Because I, I don't suppose they have weekend jail anymore. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you got caught with a couple of packages of blow, you know, while going home at three o'clock in the morning, weekend jail. <laughs> <laughs> you you reported you you reported uh, Friday night, and they would let you out right next to the Nightmare on Street stage. <laughs> oh my! At three in the at four in the morning, it was hilarious to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. Good times had by all. Circuit boards, though. So, so that was a, boy, that was a rabbit chase, wasn't it? Yes. Wow. We're we're, we're pretty, I think we started, I think we started in another country. (laughs) We did. We started in, what was it? We started with an Australian Jew and then. (laughs) Yes, we started. Yes, yes, we did. We did. Uh, oh, and, and he was trying very, that Paul, Paul Eisler, uh, was uh, tr- spent a lot of his life trying to get um, his uh, family and other people out of uh, the camps. Yes. Uh, uh, 
you you have to remember that and an awful lot of these guys that were helping uh, scientific advancements for the war were coming from Germany, uh, uh, coming from Europe. Uh, uh, they were uh, Jewish uh, doctors and, and Jewish uh, scientists and stuff. So, you know, you know, kids, kids that were my age had this, this love of war too. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 you know, we grew up on rat patrol and combat and, um, you know, uh, twelve o'clock high, and all those all those great TV series back in the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, to love a good World War II based story that um, that that ties in somehow. You know, an enormous penis. <laughs> it always goes back to the penis. <laughs> it's, you know what? Because you know what? It's always a love story. Yeah. You go and you see a sci-fi picture. It's a it's a love story. And what's a love story without an enormous eight-foot-long green penis? Speaking of features, what did you feel of the feel about the new Child's Play movie? I didn't like it. I didn't like. Uh, I, I thought the acting was a little bit better, but the the relationship between the charm of the original Lucky and the boy uh, was magic. You know, uh, it, it, it wasn't the, they did the kid perfectly in the first one. They did the effects of him coming, you know, uh, his relationship with the kid was perfect. Uh, it was, uh, more complicated than just an easy straight forward story. And, uh, and yet not overly complicated. The modern ones, I don't know. Slightly better acting, but uh, but I, I didn't think Chucky looked very good. Oh, you know? I, I love that. You did? You I loved, did. I think it was him? it was so fucking strange looking. It made it creepy because he was so awkward. Well, yeah, but that's that's the problem with it is the original one. The original Chucky was actually kind of normal and sweet looking, you know? Yeah. And and uh, we've learned we've learned to hate him since. Um, particularly if you're Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a di- it's a divorce thing, though. You know, it's like, uh what about the kills, though? <laughs> what about the kills? I love the kills in the in the movie. Uh, I think they were just uh, they're pretty gruesome, and I love the. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah. I just just was not a big fan of it. Uh, okay, I, fair enough. I, and here, here's the weird thing about it is I had never seen Chucky until uh, the day before we went to see the film. Oh, okay. So I saw them both at the same time, almost back to back. It was the first time I'd seen both of them. Wow. And, and uh, you know, people, people sometimes go, yeah, I'm just catching up on all the horror films that everybody was watching while I was busy making them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I says, people ask me, they say, well, have you seen such and such? And such? No, uh, I didn't see Predator until three months ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> but you, have to under- you have to understand what I was doing. I was working freaking $20, 20 hours a day for a decade and a half. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You know, I do I mean, have uh, a question for you that would lead to a sure. story. Uh, okay. Do you have any Tony Todd stories? Tony Todd stories. Uh, I have a great Candyman story. I don't yes. know if it's, it's particular. Just Tony Todd a- was. The, to, here's the thing. Tony Todd was the nicest guy in the world. Okay, but did I tell you the rest of the story related no. to how I got on? Oh, just that? just release this candy all over us. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna love this. So. Uh, I had a very strange job in that. Um, I was called uh, – by the time we did that, I, I was starting to become more and more of a fixer. Yeah. Um, sort of like, you know, you had bad problems and, and, and I would come in and I started in art department and then kind of into the 2000s went on to other things. Uh, but uh, uh, a fixer type of person. And so I got a call and – uh, to come down to 
uh, SNA stages and uh, and meet with uh, the producer of uh, this thing called Candyman. And I I get down there and um, and he says, "Look, uh, I want you to pull the art department together. Uh, if you want, you can fire the. I'm going to give you power. You can fire the uh, production designer. Uh, you can take over the film. You, whatever you think." so that we can get through the last uh, three weeks of filming. And now I was sitting there, I was going, okay. Um, he's, he says, we're just, we're just not pulling it together. It's just, there. It, it's, it's, um, it's just not coming together. And, and, and I needed to stop. Uh, and I, I think that having you come on and I, uh, he didn't know me. Uh, but you know, I came well recommended and, and we kind of set a deal and I was supposed to come in and start the next day. And so, uh, I'm walking out of the office and I just happened to notice the, uh, the red light going on, on the stage that's right next to the office. And I, <laughs> so I figured it's gotta be this, this company, it's gotta be Candyman, and so I go down and I wait until the light stops and just stand there for a while, and then I go through the door. Now, when you go onto a stage, it's dark, right? It's always black, especially if you're filming. It's not like the lights come on in between shots. It's yeah. like normally the lighting stays the same, right? So you can barely see anything at all. And I walk on the stage, and as my eyes kind of adjust i notice that the craft service table is off to my left and uh, and i'm standing maybe about 20 feet away from me is the first wall of a state of a set right yes uh but it's the back of it and i see an older gentleman really quickly stepping kind of half running around comes around the flat you know the set he comes around and and he runs up to the coffee machine which is here on my left uh and he grabs the uh really quick grabs the uh decaf and uh a hot thing of coffee and then runs past me in front of me and around the set again and i was like huh you know, <laughs> just a curiosity that like, huh, oh, I wonder what that's all about. So I kind of go around the corner and, and, and as I come around the corner, I notice at, what I see first is I see the camera setups and the lights, right? Yes. And, and a bizarre amount of people are behind the camera. I mean, usually there's a lot of people behind the camera anyway, but this was a bizarre amount of people and they were all looking off to my left. And I was like, well, that's just weird. <laughs> so I come the rest of the way around the corner of the set and I, and I look, and this is what I see. Mid-century modern, you know, set, uh, like a living room in a, a, in a big high rise and a, a big window, uh, you know, with a, 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 a backdrop that's a skylight of uh, Chicago background. And, um, and there's an older woman, you know, probably in her late 40s. And the guy that I just saw, she's got a hot pot of coffee. He's got the decaf. Yeah. And they're trying to sling coffee on each other. <laughs> which, which just as, a, just as a, a note in my head still to this day was how fucking bad they are. They were at it. <laughs> Because it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still to this day, because they would tip the cup. They would, they would like, you know, kind of like do an underhand thing. And the, and immediately the coffee thing would, as, as about four ounces would slip over the edge and head towards your opponent, the, the coffee would swing back up <laughs> and you'd pour some on your hand. Right. <laughs> and they're, they're like trying to injure each other and, managing to actually injure one another and um 
<laughs> and they're they're trying to kill each other, and everybody. And I look back at all the people that are that are standing behind the camera, and I and it, I could tell immediately that this was a spectator sport that had been going on for a while. They were selling tickets, and <laughs> I thought, "Son of a bitch, what am I getting into here?" And I walk immediately back into the guy's office, uh-huh. and I said, "You know what? We're renegotiating." <laughs> <laughs> double my fee i'll see you in the morning yeah you know (laughs) and literally i spent i spent uh, a month of my life literally getting in between the dp and the production designer she was the production designer he was the dp and they all they wanted to do was kill each other and i think both of them uh i know that the dp for sure yeah um was a uh a rehab specialist um, and, and I don't mean a therapy specialist. I mean, he was a rehab specialist. He, you know, uh, uh, he was one of those guys that would wipe his face all the time like this, you know, like, um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and she was just an asshole. So, <laughs> so I got, I planned myself right square in between the two of them uh for four weeks and uh it it was hell (laughs) wow they were just trying to kill each other that's all so uh i love tony todd though tony todd was just the sweetest guy you've ever seen i have yet to meet him but i think i'm gonna meet him in august uh yeah yeah definitely he's got this he's got this smile that just breaks up a room you know yeah, so does it my just, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Just uh, and, and I don't mean like at bar brawl. I mean he, he just everybody just goes. Oh, and they decompress, and you know flowers come out of the air conditioning ducts and stuff. So we got a lot going on over here at the Dewback Discussion Network, including maybe a we're gonna, we're adding a show that you might know of. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about that? Yes. Dream Warrior Review, is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. Yes. You you know, you should you should make a deal with those guys. <laughs> I should. Uh Mick will be joining our network, and so will Kurt with their Dream Warrior Review podcast uh very yes. soon. Uh <laughs> joining the greats. Uh <laughs> We have two we have two hundred episodes that we're bringing to the table here. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's that's yeah. a lot of content, and for all you do backers out there, it's another great show, and and just even more content for you guys to listen to this week. That that makes our total amount of shows up to seven on the network, and that means you can wow. literally have new content every single day from us. Think of how many times you can have me in your living room. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should rethink my life choices. Oh, that's man. what that's what you'll be saying to yourself. <laughs> If if you've got Dream Warrior review, <laughs> yes, uh, boy, I saved that one <laughs> for sure. Uh, on a more serious note, oh, sorry, will you be attending like any conventions in the future? Oh yeah, you know, thing is, is uh, this year I, I I've only been to um, Crypticon. Yes, uh, and. It's curious as to how much uh, I will probably be at Scarefest. Okay. Uh, that's in uh, Lexington, I think. Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I, I'm going to be moving and I'm going to be working on um, kind of rebuilding a house um, here through the summer. And, and so it might blow a lot of the – but um, – you know, once September comes rolls around, uh, I'll be working the East Coast now, which is uh, something that I never did before. Always. Hey, that means we get to meet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. If, 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 now, now you can be. Will you be at the Vengeance premiere? Uh, I may or may not. I I cannot tell. Uh, there's a there's one in New Jersey, right? Yes, uh, set, uh on Friday the thirteenth in September. I might be up there for that. Uh, there's a chance that Corey and I get invited as well. Oh, well, that'd be awesome. Yes, I, I that, that would just be incredible. Uh, if we do, I'm bringing my mobile podcast set up and I oh, will be recording go. everyone. And there will be 
Nothing be cooler than doing a live rabbit hole from uh, Lakeside at oh, Crystal that, Lake. That would be that would be awesome. <laughs> Right. And then we can also yeah. have Corey on him so we can have a jerk the curtain rabbit hole collaboration episode. Yeah, I can't I can't think of a more worthless collaboration. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you, you have these two I, just, podcasts? <laughs> I just don't want people to blame me on their deathbeds and go, you know, there's hours and hours and hours that I could have spent not listening to you. <laughs> But then they choose to every week. They always <laughs> click that damn play button. That's right. Where the fuck did the 45 minutes go? Why? 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 But as a just wanted to do a shout out to uh, all of our listeners out there. We reached 56,000 listeners a month this month. And we are just so humbled by all the support and love that you guys show us. And we're going to keep on keeping on and just make all this content for you guys. Mick, is there any uh, future things you guys want to you want to do with this or? Oh, I'm I'm busy moving and I'm going East Coast, baby. OK, so so me me on the East Coast should be interesting because there's been all these uh, uh, all these uh, cons that I've always wanted to uh, be go to. But it's uh, it's an expensive thing. You know, what would be an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. You and Tom Savini chatting really mm. i feel like that would be interesting I, I i've i've always heard that tom savini is a an interesting character interesting character yes nick nick taro okay uh, i would love to uh, him or kevin i would love to have a long conversation with well let's make that um, happen i talk to robert all the time and he's the most interesting person to uh talk to in the world but you know what you you ought to look at sometime. Uh, I I will pull him on as a guest for uh, for uh, Dream Warrior review and Rabbit Rabbit Hole. Okay. Um, Peter Chesney. Okay. And, and if you don't know who Peter Chesney is, you should find out who Peter Chesney is. Could you give us a little uh, uh, backstory on Peter Chesney? Peter, Peter Chesney is a mechanical effects designer genius. Uh, ah, okay. Um, he and I, I used to work with, we worked together way back oh. in the day and, uh, he has done so much cool stuff. Uh, uh, recently vice, uh, he worked on the movie vice. I can see he's known for no country for old men. Uh, the original men in black water world Conan stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a mechanical effects, uh, genius uh back especially back in the day when when you really uh when a, a lot of awful lot of what you saw was mechanical effects and you didn't even know it yeah i think so Waterworld would be a cool film to uh explore some effects water Waterworld, little world <laughs> i had a little story about water Waterworld. water world was while that was going on it seemed like everybody <laughs> every mechanical effects human being that worked in la uh spent a certain amount of time out off the waters of Hawaii uh, on Waterworld. And the thing that was great was just for at least a year, the year and a half that they filmed that. Yeah. Um, the, um, you would, you would see uh, come up on, on the fax machines all over LA would be uh, their call sheets. Okay. Uh, and, and, and somebody would always circle the, um, the day out of days because, um, it was an it was a ninety day shoot. <laughs> Originally scheduled as a ninety day shoot. So uh, the way that you denote that is that from then on, every call sheet is going to be one out of ninety or ten out of ninety or you know eighteen, so that you knew where you were in regards of of the original shooting schedule, right? And so we kept getting we kept getting. Um, uh, People with facts like uh, Waterworld, uh, day 120 out of 90, or day 158 out of 90, or day 176 out of 90, and it just kept going up. Day 300 out of 90. (laughs) Hilarious. That's fucking great. It was like like everybody in town in on the same joke. (laughs) Oh, 
it's it's like it's, like, it's a movie it's, itself. Like there, there should have been a process documenting the process of making that film. It's it's like a yeah, survival you film. Drowned if you did, if you were <laughs> literally, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. We are nearing our end time here, so we're going to plug a little bit of our content. Just a friendly reminder that the Rabbit Hole Podcast is part of the Do Back Discussion Podcast Network. It is. It is. Uh, it's a great podcast network featuring great podcasts such as the Gornmore Podcast, the Do Back Discussion Podcast, the Jerk the Curtain, Hall of Heroes, Dream Warrior Review, Wicked Wednesdays, and... I mean, the fucking rabbit hole. You're listening to it right yeah, now. Hello. Hey, you know what I've heard? What, what did you I've hear? heard. I've heard that you guys are actually on the radio in Glasgow. We are. Uh, <laughs> we, we, t- we touched upon it last week yeah. <laughs> at our syndicated to Scotland segment. But I'll tell you what. It's it, it's so un- unreal. How is it awesome? <laughs> it is. It, it's incredible how make make a fucking joke and then fucking ten minutes later we're like, well, we just made a business deal. It's it's going down. We're syndicated <laughs> in Scotland. It's, that was a, that was a pretty that was a pretty interesting discussion. It was, really was, and I love telling that story to people. I'll be like, well, yeah, I got a podcast network, and we're syndicated in Scotland now, and they'd be like, what? Why in Scotland? I was like, ask yeah. Mis- ask Mixtron. He'll he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, it, it's it, it, I. I've always thought that that this is true. Is if you set out from the beginning of your day to embrace the weird, yes, that the weird's going to find you, and and that's exactly what has happened through every process that we've done for this podcast. It is <laughs> it, it, there. You go. It really has, and and it. It it seems to be working. See, I I I don't I don't have to do that fake portland thing mm-hmm. you know uh stay weird portland i've never had to do that you're just my naturally name, weird <laughs> my name was synonymous with weird next time we're gonna get into what it was like to fly with my dad and that's really weird <laughs> well make sure you guys tune in next week for that story because we're all looking there forward to that but that's all we have. Remember to visit dobackdiscussion.net for everything pop culture and more. And visit our Tee Public store to pick up your very own rabbit hole t-shirt. Uh, this is your host, TJ Bowser. And Mick? Stay weird, baby. Stay weird.
entender 